7 Podcast. How are you all doing out there? My name is Andy and I've got here with me Jake. How are you doing, Andy? Doing good, man. I'm doing good. What have you seen this week? Oh, man. I watched quite a bit this mm. week. Um, I actually got to the cinema and I got to see Terminator Dark Fate. How was it? In t- I haven't seen it. Um, I was supposed to see it this week, but been a busy one so yeah it's um it's a good it's definitely a good movie it's a worthy sequel to the first two films mm. does it feel like it feels like a terminator movie okay it, like it's it's almost it sort of capsulates the the best of both of the first two films mm. but there was just something about it that just i don't know for me just almost didn't quite have the soul okay that the first two had it didn't really have the terror element of the first one, as good as as good as that one, right. and it didn't really have the fun okay. that the second one had. Yeah, it's it's a strong movie, but it just didn't quite capture the soul. But it's a worthy sequel. Okay, definitely. I maybe when I see, I'll see what the problem is. But yeah. I think it's yeah, it's not something I can quite put to words because technically it's great. The visual effects, amazing. You know, when you get James Cameron and Tim Miller together, you know you're gonna get good stuff. They didn't DH Arnold Schwarzenegger today. Um, no, they no? did not. They, okay. they aged him. Oh, they actually aged him. Oh, no, no. He's like normal. He's, he's normal. normal. Yeah, okay. normal age. All right, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll try and watch it this week. But yeah. uh, I, I saw um, Watchmen. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, so did That's I. That's really so good. So did I. Like, it, it, you know, the thing is, it came, the, it, it came on TV the same time Game of Thrones normally airs. Yes. So after episode one, I mean, I really loved it. It was so good, very good. Now I don't know if this is the heir to Game of Thrones throne. Yeah, it's only the first episode. It's only the first episode. It's too early to call. I don't know if this is gonna be the new Game of Thrones, the new show that everybody's gonna rally around. But the early signs are looking promising. That was a very good performance. It was an amazing pilot, mm-hmm. like to kick off the show. Yep. Um, I believe it's gonna be nine episodes, and Damon Lindelof said we'll see if we do more. Mm. I'm hoping they do so far from this first episode because it's captivating. From that first scene when they um, do the the Tulsa Oklahoma yeah Oklahoma riots, mm-hmm. which was incredibly powerful, and then that the, that boy that we see plays in yeah into the episode. No spoilers yeah. quite yet. I thought he was the the cop. Yes, the cop. But, I realized he was. But I loved. I just love the that it's set in our world, but it, with an alternate, just a slight twist in reality. Uh, Robert Redford's been president for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I really liked some of the parallels that in one of the opening scenes where it's a white guy getting stopped by a black cop. Yeah. And I also, I thought the theme of the whole sort of series in this episode was that, um, is anybody safe, mm. really? Because, mm. you know, even cops have to wear masks to hide who they are to protect their families and stuff like that. Yeah, I like... And, oh. and also the, the use of how they treat firearms yep. uh, in cop cars where he's got to mail it in to get a release and stuff. I thought it was done really well. And everything in this episode was done intentionally. Like yeah. It, there are a lot of Easter eggs to the main watch... So many Easter to eggs, Watchmen yeah. itself. And I really like this universe... Like you said, you know, that whole concept of, first of all, police officers being anonymous, um, you need to get approval before you draw your weapon, all of that. I like that universe and the whole interdimensional squids from the sky. Yes. And that's probably from Jeremy Irons. I don't know if he's God or... Well, base- so I'm going to explain this because some people have been asking. So this does not follow the movie Watchmen. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, because the movie Watchmen, the ending of that is very different to the ending of the original uh, comic series. Okay. This 
follows the comic series where at the end of that, instead of a nuclear bomb that they create, it's a giant squid alien thing. Right, right. So that's why it's a cause of that. So is that sort of an Easter egg or is where the story is going to... Oh, it's just an Easter egg. Well, we don't know what happened after the comic series. This is sort of Damon Lindelof's version. Okay. Uh, But it looks like it's an effect... Of when that actually happened. Okay, I mean, I really like the masks. The the, the yellow. There's just cool. something about that yellow. Yellow is one of my favorite colors, uh, by the way. But uh, there's just something about that yellow mask. And the only guy that is allowed to open his face is the chief of police. And you know, honesty gets you killed. And you know that got him murdered and all. It's such a great story. I I'm really looking forward to the I next can't wait one. To watch this next episode. You no, know, yeah. and it's 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 mass. It, I I really love it. Yeah. So bring it on. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. Uh, the rest of that, yeah, I've watched some more stuff, man. I um, checked out uh, in the tall grass. Oh, you like? You, you told me to I watch that. <laughs> I, I, I think I like it. I don't know. It was a weird film to watch. It's one of those films. I told you, don't you know? Yeah. But I told you how you need to be when you're watching well, that yeah. film. And yeah, you can I, see I, why. I totally understand. It's it's definitely a strange film. It's it's shot really well. Yes. I like the way that it's been shot with you know the tall yeah. grass and all that. Some of the story elements, like in theory, like the story is quite simple. But when they started going into the mythology of it, you know, and the, with, yes. with like the rock in the middle and stuff, yes. they started to lose me. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted maybe a bit more of where it came from mm. and, and just a bit more deeper into the mythology. I agree with you. When I saw the com- the meteor, yeah. because what all I just said to myself was, okay, this is a meteor from another planet or another di- dimension. And... What happens in that di- because it's coming from another dimension? Yeah. It warps space and time. Yeah, that's what I thought. But when they got into that whole mystical, the the, the tribes, the, yeah, yeah, that was that. where I it lost. Yeah, me. it lost because I originally thought that as well because we see the same thing in it. Yes, where it's a thing that comes down exactly. to space. It is really actually an alien, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So I thought, oh, Stephen King, he likes that sort of stuff. Yeah, but this was actually you know I always said um, I've always said on the show that Stephen King's horror is quite dated. But no, I actually it didn't freak me out no, in terms w- of fear. No, but that w- I d- was there wasn't good. much fear in me in, in that film. But you were always wondering what's going to happen next. What happens and, next? You know, yeah. and I think this is it was more th- suspenseful and thriller like than yeah. a horror. Yeah, I like I did, I did like it. It yeah. was a good film. It was in a the decent tall grass. film. Yeah. yeah, in the tall grass. Better than I thought it would be. Yes, it was de- definitely better than I thought it would have been because of recent um, Stephen yeah. King adaptations. Uh, but the best thing I've seen all week, man, is Dolmite is my name. Dolmite, yeah. Dolmite. We, is we spoke about it. We did. We? we spoke about it when the trailer came out. It's out on Netflix now. Mm. Uh, so I watched it Friday night. Man, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Wow, it's so good. Like. Everything about it, like the, the story is powerful, like, and the theme behind it, it basically. Don't spoil it. I haven't seen it. it. It's not so much a spoiler, but the theme about it is never give up. Okay. You know, and, and you'll see when you see the movie that that's the main theme and the determination of one human being, what that can do. Wow. Uh, and Eddie Murphy is just killer in it. The whole cast is amazing. Everything is just done. The, the dialogue is great. Uh, the music. Like I, from like the first couple of scenes where they played a couple of songs, I was watching it with my friend, and I was like, I'd, "Already, this this music is going to be in- incredible." You can't have a black film based on the seventies, and the music is not going to land. It's, you, it's you can't so do that. Good. Yeah, it's because so good. music was a strong. Part it is of us literally then. the best thing about the black exploitation movies in the seventies in like sort of modern day filmmaking, mm-hmm. and it's just so good, so so good. I love that. I, I love it when they do that. Uh, nobody to, to me nobody does that better than Tarantino 
I love when yes, Tarantino, Tarantino does, does that. It, yeah. But um, I love those kind of films. I thought that was what um, Shaft 2 was going to be like. Remember Shaft 2? We were so excited about it. Yeah. Shaft 3. Oh, Shaft 3. Yeah. Yes, Shaft 3, actually. Yeah. Um, it didn't land the, the way I thought it would land. Maybe this is... Yeah, there's, what, there's plenty of Shaft references in this movie I can as imagine. Well, so, uh, Shaft was the original, was yeah. the OG. And I, and I actually had to look it up because I didn't realize until the beginning of the movie, oh, wait, this is based on a real person. Oh, yeah. Which, I think it was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. The trailer, which yeah. I just didn't click at the time. And then I started Googling some more. I was like, wow. Can't wait it. to see. Then we saw um, Laundromat. I, have, Laundromat. I haven't seen it yet. Right. You saw it, though. I saw it, yeah. It wasn't what we, you know, when we saw the trailer on the show, we were like trying to, we were, we knew it was going to be good and we're trying to figure out what it what was. What it was going to be, yeah. The movie wasn't what we thought it was going to be. I'm not going to spoil it because you haven't seen it, but it just wasn't what we thought it was going to be. But it's a very, very, very good movie. Meryl like, Streep, I mean. Yeah, she, I mean, she killed it, but she wasn't the only one that brought her game. Everybody else. Antonio Banderas. Everybody brought their A-game. But you didn't you mention something about Gary Oldman? Yes, Gary Oldman's the the fake accent he was trying to put on was a bit distracting. Didn't work. It didn't work. And it was just, it was the only annoying thing about the film. He was trying to I don't he was trying to put on this fake European accent and it was just fake and it was just annoying. It was really annoying to watch. But besides that, the stories because it's not actually one story it's multiple stories in one and you won't realize it till you're till the end till yeah. the till you're meet deep inside it yeah. and you realize oh but it's a very very good film i enjoyed it you should watch it I'm it's gonna, it's gonna okay, be it's, fun it's on my netflix list it's 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 fun to watch it's not like oscar or anything like that but it's just, just a, a fun, fun movie, movie yeah. to watch yeah yeah okay, i'll definitely check that out for a strong message yeah Cool. So, man, we've watched uh, quite a bit this week haven't for we? once. I know, right? <laughs> we've had a lot of time. And I feel I haven't watched anything. It I, just goes to show. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so we're going to head into the movie TV news now. Uh, basically, there's not much big news, but there's just this one big story that just hasn't stopped for a few weeks now. I know, right? So we're going to get into that right now, into the movie and TV news. Well, gentlemen. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Sandy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this is probably sick <laughs> of seeing <laughs> all this now, but we got to talk about it because this is, it, it's big news in the industry. Mm -hmm. And as we said up top, this has been going on for weeks now. Yes. Um, so, the, the origin of the story is, as we spoke about, Martin Scorsese's comments about Marvel movies. Uh, relating them to theme parks, you know, and saying that they're not cinema. That exploded, you know, and we had our thoughts. The internet definitely had their thoughts on it. Uh, but now we get Francis Ford Coppola, mm -hmm. obviously another acclaimed director, director of the Godfather movies. Yeah. Apocalypse Now. Yep. Uh, and he, um, his comments went for me as well. You know, I'm, I'm fine with Scorsese can have his opinion mm -hmm. and people can have their opinions. But for me, I thought Coppola crossed the line here. How? Uh, just the language he used. So uh, his comments were, Martin was being kind when he said it wasn't cinema. He didn't say it was despicable, which is what I would say. So no, when you look, look. So yeah. Look, you have to not take anything. You have to not think too hard about the words, the choice of words people use. You know, he's just sounding his disapproval. Whether he says they were despicable or he says they were crimes against humanity, Whatever words he uses, all he's doing is registering his disapproval. Let's not, let's try in this world, let's not, because 
if he said it he probably said it in a sentence and he didn't maybe didn't mean it the way it's been written so let's well yeah somebody asked him the question about it uh, which, which leads me to this is another thing that um i'm totally against like i think reporters and press people certain people i think they should almost stop asking them because they're directly asking them what do you think about the mcu mm -hmm. like fully well knowing they're not going to approve you know because yep. it's there's not you know it's not their type of film they are not those type of filmmakers you know mm -hmm. they make different types of cinema um but it's almost to try and get a reaction now with martin scorsese fair enough to him he just says his opinion the way it is i think with francis ford coppola he almost kind of like wants a bit of a fight like the way he said it as well if you actually heard the way he said it was a bit of a passive aggressiveness to it um and you know and, and there's this things going around that, that he's a bit bitter that these movies are getting all the money uh, and stuff that he can't get any money to fund his films and stuff like that so it's all a bit but to be fair let me play the devil's advocate yeah. again <laughs> um i see where these guys are coming from because look imagine imagine this right imagine if in two years time they come up with this um drug where if you swallow the pill you don't need to go to the gym all your muscles just come out and you're looking fit and buff already imagine how all those people that have been going to the gym to build muscle for the past three years imagine how they will feel they'll feel a bit cheated you know mm -hmm. so i'm saying the same thing here these are people that when they made their films to get you know back then there was no cgi there was no you couldn't get help from anything everything was if you wanted was you had to do it practically you know and making a film then was so hard there wasn't digital it was all made on film and if you know anything about filmmaking when you shoot on film it's very complicated you know and then to make a film was a craft it was a skill it was it took every fiber of your being to make a good film those days and they got acclaimed for it and now there's the notion that now you don't need to put in that much work. that's this is their i this is what i think they think that you don't need to put that much effort into it six guys sit in front of a computer and two people in front of a green screen and they come out with something called a movie and next they're making three billion dollars mm -hmm. if you're from that traditional filmmaking era you would feel a bit hurt yeah look i totally get sort of their way of thinking because mm. it is like i've said it's not their type of cinema it's not they want what they are into which is fine because that's all down to sort of personal taste at the end of the day mm. um where i draw the line is when they say it's not cinema i think it is definitely cinema it's just a different type of cinema i think you know yeah cgi and digital filmmaking has helped and e made things a lot easier but at the same time it's also brought new challenges uh, and experimentation in new ways. And for me, I think that's also the whole kind of point of cinema is to push the boundaries forward. Now, um, I'd like to go now to, because there's so many people talking about this and, you know, famous people. I'd like to go to James Gunn's uh, yeah. comments uh, about what he said. Uh, this was an Instagram post he uh, said where he said, many of our grandfathers <laughs> thought all gangster movies were the same, often calling them despicable. Some of our great-grandfathers thought the same of Westerns and believed in films of John Ford, Sam Peckapan, and Sergio Leone were all exactly the same. I remember a great-uncle to whom I was raving about Star Wars. He responded by saying, I saw that when it was called 2001, and boy, was it boring. Superheroes are, are simply today's gangsters slash cowboys slash outer space adventures. Some superhero films are awful, some are beautiful, 
like westerns and gangster movies, and before that, just movies. Not everyone will be able to appreciate them, but even some geniuses, and even, even some geniuses, and that's okay. Well, so I guess, what, history is repeating itself then? Basically. So we, there's nothing to worry about. You know, Marvel will keep me, movie, the movie industry will evolve to something else. And in 20 years' time, so, um, what's his name? Um, the, 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 Which one do you think? The brainchild behind everything Marvel. Oh, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, yes, will probably be the one complaining about the new brand yeah, of movies that will be coming up. And it's almost like, I don't want to sound too offensive, but it's almost like the grumpy old man mentality sort of like that, that stuff's for kids sort of thing it, it, it's it feels like a sort of like that and we've seen it like you said we've seen it before throughout history yeah do you know what i mean and i think we will keep on seeing it yeah i mean people will always the custodians of a certain age will always have questions around the new about about the new thing and it's fine and it's normal although in a sense we need to understand that he, when he said it's not cinema we you he may have meant so his idea of cinema is something it's different it's different from what everybody else some other people's idea exactly is. so yeah. i don't think he's wrong he's not right he's not wrong he's just airing his opinion and yeah. people just didn't like the words he used yeah i i think i don't think he's wrong i just think yeah it's the words he used could it could have been done dealt with better i think in in a sense of like not saying they're not cinema is quite a statement do you know what i mean he could have, I don't know, maybe he could have said something. It's not my type of cinema, but it's still cinema. Well, we don't know what happened when that thing, we don't know the question that was asked to him. Yes. We've only taken. I, well, there's, there's videos out there. I have, okay, I haven't seen the video, and I'd love to see the, what was happening, the context, the pretext, the text yeah, itself, it just, yeah, the post, it. you know, a lot of things you need to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, the, the debate goes on. Um, John Favreau, he said something as well, which I think out of everyone um, saying something, I think he had the best quote there was, which um, I'm trying to find where it is now. Um, oh, I can't remember now, but Bob Iger. Uh, yes, here we go. So I can't find the John Favreau one, but Bob Iger came out mm -hmm. and... Uh, uh, again, coming from Bob Iger, there's a, for me, it sounded uh, an element of passive-aggressive. What so, did you say? So he says, uh, I'm puzzled by it. If they want to bitch about movies, it's certainly their right. It seems so disrespectful to all the people who work on those films, who are working just as hard as the people who are working on their films and are putting their creative souls on the line just like they are. Are you telling me that Ryan Coogler making Black Panther is doing something that somehow or another is less than anything Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola has ever done on any one of their movies. Come on. End I, quote. I don't think Scorsese was trying to be disrespectful to anybody when he made those comments. And nobody should take his comments like he was being disrespectful. Let's be real here. He was just airing his opinion that he doesn't think this whole CGI-infested films are what we call film based on the era he's coming from that's it let's not because somebody listening to that would think scorsese is a bad man and he's mm -hmm. trying to belittle people and just saying people are wasting their time but that's not what he's doing no you know so no. this is this is the thing like like i said i'm fine with them having their opinions and voicing their opinions for me the the unsettling thing i think about this whole situation is not so much scorsese but the extremes from left and right that you see on the internet of the of mm. people voicing their strong opinions. 
you know, you're getting like the strong Marvel fanboys saying Scorsese is, you know, old news, he's not relevant anymore and things like that, which I think is disrespectful. And then you also get this, or the almost snobby type cinephile saying, hi, you see, these Marvel movies are worthless and they're not anything. It just needs to stop. I, th- I, I, I no, think. No, it needs to continue. Debate is healthy. No, it no. just needs to be respectful. It, but no, but it needs it's to be the toxicity, man. Yeah, that's the thing that needs this to stop. This is what I'm addressing. It's the toxicity. And if you actually see some of these comments, what people are saying, man, it can get so nasty in there. And I just think it's unhealthy. The, yeah. It's the like debate is healthy, but the way the way it's it's done at the minute on Twitter and all social media platforms is extremely unhealthy with just extreme vials of hate behind it. And I, I just don't get it. Well, just... it's people, I mean, the it's this thing about the internet. We're still new, in the, we're still babies to the internet. In like 50 years, everybody, culture would have settled, the internet culture would have settled down and people will know there are things you can or you can't, and you can't say and all that. But I think debate is healthy. I mean, the, a few years ago, the debate was film versus digital. You know, if you, then if your film is shot on film, if it's not shot on film, everybody be like, your film is crap because you shot it on digital. Now everybody makes film digital, you know? And it's the same thing as well. This is something... Yeah, but the thing is, I'm, I'm saying debate's fine, but my problem is the levels of toxicity behind yeah. the debate yeah. and also the stubbornness. The stubbornness of of not being open-minded and being like, my opinion is right and you're wrong and that's the end of it. it like, it's not, doesn't quite work that way. Yes, you can have an opinion, you can disagree with someone, but at the same time, their opinion is just as valid as yours and yep. it doesn't give you the right to disrespect that person or call them names or, or any of these yeah, I think, vulgar things. I think the problem is a lot of people go into these things thinking there is a right and wrong answer, that yeah. somebody's right and somebody's wrong. I think everybody just needs to realize that when you're debating with people on the internet and all that, in most cases, apart from when it's factual, like you're, when you're arguing with a flat earth or people that believe that earth is flat, apart from that, when it's based on opinions, people need to realize that there is no right and there is no wrong answer. It just depends on your own point of view. So if I'm not wrong and you're not wrong, why the hell do we need to insult each other? Because so I think that's the thing. But it's also it's just it, two things I'll say about this is first of all, it's down to the to the world we live in right now. The internet is still a new beast, you know. Yeah, it's fairly, still, still new. Fairly new. It's still new, and people are the etiquette of what, what you twenty can, years. Yeah, twenty years. I mean, it, it looks like it's been here forever, but it's literally twenty years. Yeah. You know, and the etiquette, what you can't, you can't do, and all of that. We're still trying to find our way around it. Even as it's only recently that the UK passed a law that says trolling is a crime. You know, it's 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 recent. And the problem with this thing, and I see the point about when important people make some careless comments. It's also happening in politics. You see, when a politician makes a statement and his followers take it as their call to arms and they start fighting and doing all sorts of things. It's sort of the same thing. Yeah, it's very similar yeah. to what we're seeing. I it's mean, you know, because as much as we don't like to look at it that way, but there is a lot of politics within the film industry as well. Mm. Yeah, because it, it, it's, 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 it's a money game. It's a money game, you know, so of course Bob Iger would defend Marvel. Of course. Of course. Of course you know, Netflix will stand by Scorsese's comments because there he's, he's in yeah, their he's employee. The employee yeah. you, you know, and all of that. And there's a lot of politics and a lot of that. But when the big guys my only concern is you know when the big guys talk and they are coming from the poli- the 
they are looking at the bottom line and their motivation is the money and all of that. They have proper motivation to be saying some of these things. Then you see one loser in one tiny village insulting people and calling people names and things like that. That's that's just where we shouldn't go to. Debate is healthy, but let's keep the, the conversation non-toxic, non-toxic and respectful. Exactly. Yeah, there are people... And I'll just say this in closing. There are people that have committed suicide because of what a troll said to them. You don't know what people are going through. So try and just be nice unless you're... You watch try, Joker. Yeah, just watch the Joker. Exactly. Watch the Joker. And you can see how you think the little things you're, you're doing. You see Thomas Wayne, the richest man, mm-hmm. he thought like he could just get away with anything, anything because he was rich. And what happened? something he didn't take care of was what ended his life exactly and it's it, it's what i've been saying pretty much since i watched the joker is that you need to think about the consequences of what you've said to someone even after you've forgotten about it yeah because that could stay with someone for life exactly we so. all have a part to play in all of this and that's why Joker is such a great film it's so relevant mm-hmm. i know like the marvel films are nice they are really good and all that but it's in a di- rea- but in reality, again, it's a different type. It's a different type, type of, of film. But you know, people can read. Well, I think one of the reasons why Joker is so great and why it's made so much money, we've not even spoken about it's broken yeah, the record this yeah, year. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, bit, yeah. you know, the, it's the fact that people can relate to it. People can watch it and be like, "Oh, I understand. Yeah, oh, this there's is there's real. an element. Yeah. There's an element of realism to it, and that I, I'm curious to know what Coppola, um, what Coppola and Scorsese will say about Joker. They would well, like I it. mean, you know, if the rumors are true, Scorsese was going to produce the thing. Oh, he would like it. Yeah, they would like it. Yeah. You see, that's the thing. They like it's. I think it's the technology part of it. They just don't like. Mm. You know how you watch that breakdown. You watch some of these breakdowns. I don't know if you watch the VFX breakdowns, and you see some of these massive oh, scenes. Yeah, just see that they were in a room and wearing green screen, and you feel a bit cheated. But at the same time, the way I look at it is like, man, that's impressive. That, yeah, that, that they've still managed to recreate that, but to an element that it's kind of real yeah like, you know and it, you're quite immersed in that to an extent yeah to an extent you look at it and you're like whoa that's impressed but to an extent you're like i feel a bit cheated i mean it's one of the reasons why i made a personal thing at tom cruise's films i do not watch them at home i go to the cinema to watch it because i want to pay for it because i feel the stunts that that guy does he could have done it in a studio in a green screen but he decides he does it himself he yeah. does it himself so that's impressive. Very much like um, Christopher Nolan. He's mm. he's very much, if we can do it practical, let's do it practical. Do practical. And he did that a lot with the Batman films. Yeah, and that's, when I see those in films, I, I kind of, I feel like, I'd, I'd feel very, I'd feel like a bad person if I wait and I just watch it on Netflix. Or I feel like I owe this person. So for doing all of that for my entertainment, he deserves my money directly. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I'm, I'm just a believer in appreciating both ends. Because both are filled with talented people doing yeah. what they do best. They're, I mean, yeah, nobody's yeah. right, nobody's wrong. wrong, guys. Let's just keep the conversation going, but let's try keep and be civil. respectful and civil. Don't insult people. Don't nobody, nobody is wrong. You are not right, and the people you're arguing with are not wrong. It's just a conversation and a different point of view. Exactly, as Obi Wan one Obi Wan Kenobi once said. What did he say? From a certain point, point of, of view. view. <laughs> Right, so uh, we'll kick on to the next bit of news, and that is staying with Marvel. And that is on the TV side, and that is Jeff Loeb, the head of, well, was the head of Marvel TV, has now exited his role there. Uh, 
most likely because Kevin Feige has now taken over the TV division, which I think we kind of saw this coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually even said yeah, he's going to. He's probably gonna, he's back gonna out. Leave, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I have to. We have to give credit to Jeff Loeb. I think yep. he's done a pretty good job overall. Yeah. Yep. There's been some shows that for me haven't quite hit, like Agents of Shields. Uh, Cloak and Dagger didn't quite hit for me, but the the Netflix stuff, Daredevil, Jessica yep. Jones. Luke Cage, uh, Punisher, The Defenders, all of that stuff yeah. is pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, obviously, he's not listening to the show, <laughs> but, um, you know, he's, he's, he's done a good job. Um, he deserves commendation. He's a great man. And we wish him luck in whatever. Is he staying in Disney or he's leaving? I don't know. I don't know. There has been no news. I mean, I would like to see him maybe pop across the pond and go to DC. No, I want to see him and he should go to Netflix. Or Netflix, yeah. Yeah, Netflix yeah. should just hire him and just give him something, yeah. Budget. And I just mean, I like I think he will definitely be rooted in comic book stuff because he came from comic books. He's he's one of my favorite writers. You know, he uh, he wrote um, Batman: The Long Halloween, which is arguably one of the best Batman stories out there. Okay, uh, definitely recommend you check that out. Um, so I think he will still be on the comic book side of things, and I would really like to see what he, I want him to go to like the DC Universe app. Mm -hmm. So it's like a sort of mm. Netflix style, but for the DC characters. Uh, maybe he could play in the Titans universe, something there. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be interesting to see no, what I he does next. Only be like, wish list is Netflix, my wish list. Netflix should just get him and just be like, yo, here's what, $500 million. Do with it what mm -hmm. you wish. I mean, they could easily get him. I mean, we don't contracts, non non compete clauses and all stuff like that. You know, you never know. Well, you, you never know, but it looks like he's on the market now, so yeah. somebody will snatch him up. Yeah, we'll see. Somebody, but, I mean, cuz his track record is pretty good. So. Yeah, the guy who this is the guy who brought us Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, The Punisher, Daredevil. Yep. I mean, this is this uh, he also did The Runaways, yeah. Agents of Shield. Now, for us we're not as big fans, but there are a lot of people who love those shows. Yeah, true. You know, uh, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, uh, Agents of Shield. Did he do any others? I think that I think uh, um, Agent Carter. Yeah, he did I, that one as well. Yeah, and for all the people that slam it, that slam those shoes, plus me, I slam it as well. The thing is, we don't know what the budget is. We don't know the challenges. We don't know why those shoes are that that bad. You know, they may be because they don't have budget, and that's the best they could do with that. It could be so many restrictions yeah. based but on the time. at the, the same time. time, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has quite a huge fan base. There's a lot yeah. of people that love that show. Mm. You know, they, they swear by it. This is a great show. For me, I just couldn't get quite into it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done great. It's just, un it's not unfortunate, but it's just yeah. the nature of the beast that I, Kevin Feige has done so well. I think it, at the same, like th this is, it's not really surprising that this is happening yeah. for me. Because like you said, Kevin Feige has done so well. Why wouldn't Disney give him full control exactly. of, of the com of Marvel company? And you know that would mean some people, unfortunately, have got to move on. Move, move on. Yeah. yeah. We shall see, though. But that's the nature of the game. But we should keep an eye on him and announce oh, what yeah. his next I mean, moves I, are going to be. He's not going to keep quiet for very long. Yeah. He'll be onto something very soon. But much respect. Yes, definitely. Uh, so we'll get into the next bit of news, and that is Disney Plus will let you keep your downloaded content even if they leave the service. This is, for me, I think this is a bit of a, a game changer in streaming services. So we need to clarify that is not even if you leave the service, even if they leave. So, so yeah, so you the condition is you need to be a subscriber. Mm -hmm. uh, but if the 
content for some strange reason <laughs> leaves Disney Plus, if it's downloaded onto your device or TV or whatever, you still get to watch it. Okay. So just to break it down to make it so that everyone can understand, like sometimes you download some stuff on Netflix. Yep. And maybe that stuff is no longer available on Netflix and you lose it because you lose it's the not available. Yes. But with Disney Plus, once you download it, as far as you, you are it. a customer of Disney Plus, you always have it, even if it's away from Correct. The, the app. That's good to know. I wish they would have just said, like, it's yours forever. Me, for example. Well, because I don't subscribe to Apple Music, but when I download a song, it's mine. I mean, when, when I buy a song, yeah, when you purchase it, yeah, it's mine forever. Whether I'm in Apple Music or not, I can still technically to it. it's not. iTunes still own it. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's that's let's get let's not get print. into that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I know there's a bit more f- with Apple that with when you buy the music with Apple, you, it's sort of yours. It's sort of yours. Yeah, but to be fair, with this, you're not buying it. You're subscribing. Yeah, subscribing. So it's yeah. kind of different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And they would sort of almost lose money that yes, way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just buy the whole <laughs> thing. Buy the whole thing. <laughs> buy. Buy. <no. laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna quite work like that. But it, it, I think part of it is the fact that Disney is so big that they don't sell. So no, why would they? They're they, just buying. Exactly. They're, they're not buying. selling. Exactly. So. Star Wars will always be Disney's property. They're never going to sell it to Fox. I mean, to whoever. They're not, it's theirs. So it makes sense that you'll always have it, whether it's on the app or not. Because I can imagine in the next couple of years, Disney Plus is going to be like um, Netflix, where they churn things so much. Netflix is now like blink and you miss it. If you don't click that oh, yeah. add to my list, when it's you got, see it, just, it, it disappears. It disappears. You will never find <laughs> it again. <laughs> so because there's so much content, and I, I think Disney Plus is gonna be like that. Yeah, I mean, we saw that three-hour trailer last know, right? of just that launch of just the stuff they have at launch. It was a three-hour-long trailer. Bloody so, hell! <laughs> Blimey! Disney is gonna consume our lives. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, just. I hope before you get Disney, make sure that as a person, you have your internal meters. You are able to obey yourself. When you say to yourself, I'm only going to watch two hours of TV before I go to bed. You need to know that you are able to obey your own rules because with Disney Plus, Amazon and Netflix. That's an interesting thing as well. I wonder how long it'll take. They th- You know with Netflix where they give you like five seconds yeah. I wonder how long Disney's would be. One second. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I got to watch it now. You know, that thing is the most, it's one of the useless things on the internet. Why are you asking me if I want to skip intro? Of course I want to skip. Does it not annoy you when they do the, that? Some, most shows, yes. There's some shows where I love the intro and I watch the intro every episode. Well, they should have a setting. Stranger Things, for example. I watch that every episode. Because there's, there's not much of an intro. It's just the text coming in. I like it. I like the music. But so Daredevil one as well. I mean, it's just if it, yeah, Daredevil was nice. I actually like one of my favorite intros was actually Iron Fist. I liked the intro it's better. It's a shame <laughs> about the series. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the intro better than the show itself. Yeah. That was a really cool intro. But they should have a setting in Netflix where you just go into the settings and be like, watch intro only once. You set it. Of the first episode. The first episode. You watch it once and it stops asking you because. The point of binging is you're supposed to lie down and not make any yeah. movement. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually allowed because due to like, you know, rights of crediting people on every 
because different people work on different episodes. Right. So I think it's a matter of rights issues and, and things like that. Not so much rights, but um, crediting. And well, like, and like the borderline, how the academy works with things like that. Okay, so Netflix is not allowed to not. Yeah, I don't think any published work is allowed. I think you, you everything that you because if it a movie can only have it once, but if you're doing multiple episodes, I think everybody has to get credited on each episode because different people work on different episodes. Yeah, the credits. Some people might only work on one episode in the whole series. Yeah, the credits will be there. It's just not showing it. No, yeah, I understand that, but the intro. Uh-huh. A lot of the time is the opening credits. Yeah. So, so you're saying a lot that of the names you see there you don't uh, really see in right. the end credits. So what you're saying is that Netflix is probably not allowed yeah. to not shh, to not allow customers see it. Yeah, okay. I mean you can have open like the credits at the beginning without an intro, but then it's just this it's happening while you're watching the series, which for me would kind of maybe get a bit distracting. But anyway. Wow, we went on a tangent there, but hey, <laughs> we'll stick with Disney Plus, and this is a series I'm definitely excited for, and that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Andy, are you excited for this series? Very excited. Very, very. It's one of my favorite characters in oh, Star yes, Wars. Oh, yes, same here. Uh, so Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Ewan McGregor, has actually come out and talked a bit about what we're going to maybe expect. Oh, what did he say? Uh, so these are his quotes. He said, The Jedi Order was falling apart. It will be interesting to take a character we know in a way and show him, well, his arc will be quite interesting, I think. Dealing with the fact that all the Jedi were slaughtered with the end of Episode 3. It's quite something to get over. Wow. So you'll be very team stopping from, suffering from PTSD. I think there'll be a bit of that. Yeah. Damn, it's gonna be. Ah, can't wait for this. To it's happen. gonna be very emotional for for the like the, the older fans yeah. as well. Yeah. This is why I said from the beginning we need to get Vader in there. He's definitely. I think. Yeah, we'll see. They can't do Obi Wan without Vader. Yeah, I think it's so interconnected, especially yeah. in this time period. Yeah, because I mean after. After um, the um, the rise of Skywalker, that's the last time we'll get the chance to see Vader, unless they do a Vader movie or, or a, series, a Vader series yeah. or a comic or something. That's the end of it. That's yeah. Well, comics they'll keep on churning those out. With yeah, Vader. but you know yeah. everything about Vader in the comics on the is, screen, is yeah. canon. Yeah, you know it's canon. There's not much you can add to it. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of Vader. So well. So it's, it will, I would love to see him again in in the Obi Wan series, and I think they will. He's one of, I think I don't think Star Wars would have been Star Wars without Vader. Oh no! I mean, for most people, when you say Star Wars, a lot of the the image most people first get is Vader. Vader, yeah. The silhouettes, you know, the mm-hmm. mask, you know, that's a l- for a lot of people. That's their first image. Yeah, Vader is up there with the Joker, the biggest villains of all time. That Joker. Well, Thanos is a new boy. He's just coming on the I block. I think he's definitely could get he, out there. Yeah, now yeah. with all the money he's made, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. definitely coming up there. Speaking of which, it's not in our notes, but um, let's talk about the Joker. He yeah. broke a record. Yeah, man. $788 million worldwide. Wow. So that makes it the highest grossing R-rated movie in history, now overtaking Deadpool 2. Wow. This film cost 50 million. 55 million dollars to make. To make. And it was one of those movies probably where... Probably like 10 of that million probably was Joaquin's pay. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, like, and this is like 
this is probably one of those movies where they were like, let's just give them this, just to make them happy, just well, to let them, yeah. I mean, you saw the, Interview. the, the, the Joker special on yeah. Sky where Todd Phillips said that they tried so hard to get that. For ages, Warner Brothers were like, no, no, we're not doing this, we're not doing this. But they fought very much like Deadpool, fighting to get this movie made. Eventually, they greenlit it, and they were just like, <laughs> okay, just make your movie. And I just, just <laughs> yeah, just is basically, okay, make your movie, here's $50 million, go away. And they just let them to it, and then look at it now. Just, I, I, I can't imagine what's in the, going on in the minds of the execs in, in, in Warner Brothers right now. This is inconceivable. There's no way they could have seen oh, but, this. Well, there'll be execs being going, right, how can, let's, let's get on this. Yeah. Like, so make, we're definitely gonna, we're definitely gonna see more from <sighs> this universe. There is no yeah, way. Yeah, I think, I think we'll definitely see more from this universe. I'm just, I'm still skeptical on the idea of a sequel. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's just me. I would have loved this movie to be a one-off. Yeah. So it can be a cult classic. Yes. It can be a classic movie that you can watch with friends. I know it's, it has adult the themes. The thing but is, at the end of the day, look, if they make a sequel, I'm still going to go see it. Of course. Obviously. And if it sucks, okay, it sucks. It will probably suck. But I've still got the first one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the same with like Terminator movies. Yeah, all those movies were terrible, but I've still got those first two. But you know, sometimes a bad movie can take away the punch of the previous one. I, for me, I'd, I get what you mean, but for me, that doesn't quite work that way. You're I, lucky. I, I, I always look at it. No, this, one is, of, the, this is that story. This is, this is, yeah, one of the lucky yeah. few. I wish I, I, I was try like, not to let it affect because I'm like, that one's so good. It doesn't matter if this one's a poo-poo. Like, oh, I wish I was like that. I wish I was like that because I know we were... Uh, I'm not even say the film I wanted to talk about now because we're going to talk about The Last Jedi in the next segment. But now, because I loved Rogue One a lot and um, The Force Awakens, I really liked it. But now watching The Force Awakens, I, The Last Jedi has somehow diminished my love for The Force Awakens in a way. You and can't I, let that do that. And I can't. I shouldn't. But I just, that's what I'm saying. I wish I was like you, that you have that ability to see a film for itself and not link it up with the exactly. entire thing. It's a good thing to have. And that's what Joker, I think, should be. It should just be a film by itself. Uh, I, think, I think that's what, it, that's what makes it so good. Money the, talks? Yeah. And but like I said, I'm all, I'm all for expanding the universe, but new characters, new yeah. stories. May, oh, let me blow your mind. Maybe a post-credit scene in the Batman. Nah. Come on. No. Come on. No, that I, would work. No, no. I don't think. I, I definitely don't think you're going to get Joaquin's Joker with Robert Pattinson. Well, Batman. we don't know what Robert Pattinson's <laughs> Batman is going to be like. For all you no. know, the execs are calling them up now and be like, yo, you need to make room for... Maybe, but at the same time, if they've learned from their mistakes and mm. looked at what they've done well, and what they seem to be doing is Matt Reeves, just do your thing. True. That's that, worked for them. And that's worked for them. And it, it looks like that's what they're doing with Batman at the minute. They're just letting Matt Reeves, because they let him took his, take his time on the scripts. You know, for ages, we were like, it's not done yet. It's not done yet. Mm. You know, look what happened to Suicide Squad. You've got six weeks to write a script. True. You True. can't write a motion picture in six weeks. But they True. gave Matt Reeves time. Okay, whatever. Just do your thing. We want a good movie. And now with the casting and everything, take your time. Seems when that's the way to go, right? That's the way. It's but the creative process. Are you saying that, do you think that this conversation has or has not happened in Warner Brothers? No, it's happened. For sure it's happened. Okay. It's for I it's guarantee you, it's happened. definitely happened. I just don't think they will go that way. They may not go that way, but... I don't think they will. It's just good to know they've considered it. Oh, yeah, they've definitely considered it. I mean, like you said, money talks. Money talks, and 
even Phoenix and Todd Phillips, they didn't think this film would be this successful. No, no one did. No one, like, no one, literally, not even me. Yeah, no one. Like, I, I thought at best. 500 million. I thought I, I I would have thought that would that would have been a great number. 700 that's close to a billion. Yeah. Jesus I mean could Christ. it hit the billion mark? It could. I, it could. I don't know if that's that may be a bit of a stretch. I mean this is holiday this is midterms. Okay, I don't know how it's done in other countries but like now we're in midterms so kids will well it's not meant for kids is it? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. All everybody right. everybody who's old enough to have seen it has seen Probably it. Probably seen it already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. The billion Maybe. dollar movies are for the ones that kids can see. See, true, true. But damn, this has come close. But st- yeah, but st- at the- regardless, this is still an astronomical number. Like, 700 million. Yeah, hats off to everybody behind this film. Warner Brothers, everyone. Like, Warner Brothers needs to get Zack Schneider back. Will's, well, I'd, oof. they need to bring as, him I, back. I, as much as I would love to see Zack Schneider come back, I don't think that that's going to happen. Because this dark, dark thing is working for them. This thing about making yeah. things dark is is working for them. So and who? But again, it's you know people people still had problems with Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. We we didn't we we, didn't. we, yeah. we like those films. Um, but look what happened when they got involved. They didn't let him finish his vision, and it all fell apart in Justice League. Yeah, but now we're seeing that had they let him now we had they let him. Oh. What if? What if? That's that's the one I always say. What if? And it, you know, it goes back to that that thing that keeps on going. Release the Snyder cuts. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Which will never happen. It, but who you know, one can hope. But I hope they're kicking themselves in the butt because had they let Snyder do what he wanted to do, this is not well, where it would the, be now. The person in charge at the time is gone. Okay. Kev, Kevin Sujihara. He, okay. I mean, I'm never happy when I hear people. Have lost their jobs, but yeah, no, there, there was kind of there was a big restructure at Warner Brothers. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of people got booted out, and a lot of people came in. I need something from Zack Schneider. I can't. Uh, he's, do, he's doing this uh, zombie movie on Netflix that's coming out soon. Yeah, I just can't wait for it to come out. I can't believe I've done the whole year no new material from Zack. He's it's no, we haven't seen any. Well, if I you, mean, if he, you want to call Justice League his work, no, nah, it's not. Uh, but then, yeah, then it's been three years since the Zack Schneider film. Yeah, it's, it's too long. And he's up there. I mean, my favorite directors, like, if I count them one hand, Schneider is in that list. Tarantino, Schneider, Spielberg. He's, yeah. Um, no, no, he's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, so. Right. So that is the end of the news. We haven't got much time left. Uh, we just got to kick into trailer park now which is a very special trailer park because yeah, this little trailer drops uh, the other night uh, what, what, what film uh, Star Wars have you heard of it uh, no I don't think I have well it's the ninth movie is coming out oh it has nine movies nine movies huh. yeah Where so, have we're, I been? so we're gonna get into a deep dive into the trailer to Star Wars the rise of Skywalker Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. All very, very anticipated for this film. Uh-huh. 
has huge Star Wars fans on here. Yep. Uh, did you stay out? Did you get up at 2 a.m. to watch it? I, you know, I was working late that night. So I, I think I stayed. I, I, I tried. I was working late that night. So I was up till midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and I was texting you, wasn't I? Yeah. But, about but then you just passed out. I, I just passed out. You're like, no, I can't do this anymore. So yeah, I, um, I got up around 2 a.m. Uh-huh. I was like, I got to do it. Because I always do it. It's tradition. I've always woken up at the time to do it. And then uh, watching it the first time, uh, I was just a bit like, still a bit tired. I was like, oh, okay, what just <laughs> happened? Uh, but I'll let you start. What are your overall thoughts on the trailer? Um, my overall, I mean, it's... So the big picture stuff. It's, um, on the whole, it's good. We're going to see a good movie. I really liked some... This is going to be a celebration. It's not so much going to be about the story moving the plot forward it's just going to be filled with easter eggs and so it's just going to try and close every single thing and end this saga on a happy note they, it just it's going to be a good friday satisfying it's satisfying as, end as to the story says, yeah. and um it looks visually stunning visually stunning i loved i god i love some of the visual effects man j it, like, like i've said this before but jj is a cinematic director oh, like, man. he knows to get these cinematic shots like it's insane it looks so beautiful now all that being said so and i did like it now all that being said i still have some problems with not the trailer but i have the feeling that this film that based on how and you're gonna allow me say this and get away with this statement based on how bad the last jedi was i feel that jj abrahams in the um the rise of skywalker is trying to fix some of those plot holes in this in this film that's why this film is going to be the longest because there's some extra time that has to be put yeah, in uh, to fix as recorded so far we think it's going to be two hours and 35 minutes yeah so it's longer than any one of them yeah. you know so and this is you know so i think for example one of the examples is i don't know why this is the third episode this is supposed to be the showdown this is supposed to be light versus dark i don't know why ray is still training why is she in training mode i thought in this trailer i'd see her being a master being a jedi master doing some jedi master things but i'm still seeing her training i'm still seeing her jumping like an amateur and stuff like that and i feel that's partly because in the last jedi ran johnson didn't um put enough time into showing um, ray's development as a jedi and part of the backlash that the last jedi got was ray everything ray does doesn't feel earned so in the conclusion whatever that conclusion might be it will not it won't land right because ray's character her powers don't feel earned so i think that's something that jj has caught on board and he has tried to put it in this film whereas it was meant to be in the previous film he has put it in this film so that at the end of it we can be like okay i can see how she got her powers and i can see all of that so that's just been my my gripe about it that is just but it's not about this film it's more to do with how terrible the last jedi was that's just what i think right fair enough um so this trailer i i'm gonna, not gonna lie at my first viewing i was slightly underwhelmed my first viewing mm. uh, but I, I still obviously loved it because it's you know it's star wars the rise of skywalker and they had amazing shots in the in the, in the thing 
uh, but slightly underwhelmed. And I thought, okay, why? Why do I feel slightly underwhelmed? And then I watched it again, and then I watched it again. And I found myself, after each more viewing, I started to love it more and more and more and more. And because I started to really get into, for me, the best thing about the trailer is the whole theme of the trailer, and which I think might be the theme of the movie, which is togetherness. And mm. I, I just love it because from the first bit of dialogue from Finn, you know, the force brought us together. Mm. Which when, it, actually, I have a little theory about Finn. I'm not one for theories, but I kind of think JJ, and this is similar to what you're sort of thinking. I kind of think, I can't confirm this, but I kind of think JJ had a plan for Finn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe that he would have been force sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, and that I think he's going to finish off on that plan. Because from you know the trailers that we saw Force Awakens we we thought Finn was, was going to be the main Jedi exactly you know the way it was shot and stuff for like that it obviously ended up being Rey which I have no problem with because I love Rey as a character but we thought okay maybe it's not but now I think okay maybe I think there's still something there could could be could be you know you know there was that theory that he was Miss Windu's son yeah I yeah. mean it was plausible it's plausible but the, the only reason I don't like it is like just because he's the only black, black guy person. that they yeah. have to be related to him. Well, well yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm, you know, because at the end of the day, and it, you know, Mace Windu didn't come from, like, a famous father or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You were just naturally born with the Force. Yeah. And you, you learn to develop it. So, could be Force, you know, Finn could be there. But, again, what are you saying? That the Force brought us together. I don't know who he's talking to. Could be to Rey. Um, then you get Poe talking about, you know, good people will... We'll fight if we lead them, you know, yep. us to go, we're not alone. Uh, and then Ray saying, People think they know me, they don't. And then Kylo coming out of that epic shot Oof. out of that. What a shot that was. That got me goosebumps. And he says, But I do. Mm. So even the light versus dark, there's a sense of connection there. Mm -hmm. And then going on to Palpatine, because we hear his voice. That's what, to me, yeah. that's the biggest thing I'm that's looking the, forward to. The, yeah, uh, same here, to see how Palpatine's going to fit in all to this. When he says, you're coming together, will, will be, be your undoing. undoing. Who is he talking to there? We we would think Kylo and Rey. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe Finn could be in... We don't know, because JJ I, is... Ve this whole trailer is lies. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I think um, Palpatine is too big to be talking to somebody who's not force sensitive. So yeah. he's not going to be talking to Finn. It's it, well, definitely going to be... Like I said, we don't know until we Finn could be Oh yeah, sensitive. okay, unless you say... But even if he's force sensitive, he's still a Padawan. Yeah. And yeah. Palpatine is not going to be telling him. So I'm well, almost, cert almost certain, based on what we know... At the same time, though, remember Palpatine in his, in his prime was always after force sensitive babies. True. True, but you're coming yeah. together. Well, we'll see. We I, shall I, I, see. Again, I think it's probably Kylo and, and Rey. Rey yeah. yeah. But there was this clip where we saw them breaking a statue yes, or something. The statue. I, I was, what was that? Um, if I paused it, like it, every single frame, it looks like to me a shrine, and that's Darth Vader's helmet. So it's not a holocron, it's just a helmet. It, it look, that's what it looks like to me. I you can't exactly see, but the shape of it. It kind of looks like Vader's helmet. I thought it was... And in that shot, Rey has got a dagger in her other hand. Oh, Did really? Look, and I a, lot, and a lot of people are speculating, could that be the Mortis dagger from Clone Wars? Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, it, you, you got to pause it at the right point and you see her holding the dagger. Ah, I thought it was a holocron. Maybe that Palpatine is only 
they're because obviously we know the dark side they don't do false ghosts they do holocrons yes so i thought that all this thing about palpatine it was just a holocron, a holocron. and not i think we could also palpatine. be we could also be introduced to new things mm. you know i think i also think jj kind of learned that from the last jedi as well because he outright he said him as well when i made force awakens i thought there was a certain way to make a star wars movie mm. but then after seeing the last jedi i i realized oh wow you can do new things you can introduce you things can try that, yeah. new things and, and so i think he we're gonna get definitely we're gonna get a lot of fan service mm -hmm. which i don't think is a bad thing no it's not for this film yeah i think you know like i said the the theme of togetherness everything is coming together mm -hmm. all nine movies is climacting to this point um but i also think we're gonna get some uh, new and possibly weird new stuff mm. that we have and i think it will kind of relate to palpatine how has he how has he survived all this time or has he just come back now? I really think it might be a Colcron because it could be a Holocron. The, the throne was empty, even when his voice. That was, throne. Well, that that thr throne. It looked very. It's uh, that throne is actually concept art mm. from Ralph Ralph McQuarrie when he originally drew the Emperor's throne from Return of the Jedi. Okay. That was some concept art that they put in this film. Ah, okay. That's which, nice. which I think is amazing. Because I was wondering what's there, but it was With empty. Spike, it looks like a mecha. Sort yeah. Of. I somehow don't think we're gonna get Palpatine in flesh and blood. I really think it will be. That well, this is the thing because we also saw that one, that the last shot, shot. where Ray mm. and she's looking up what looks like Palpatine and looks like maybe like a spider type of chair. I know there was something, but I didn't. Yeah, I know she was. Looking it looks up like at a something. cloak, mm. like a cloaked figure. I didn't. But it, but it looked like it, it was attached to something mechanical. I couldn't make it out. This, this is, is what I mean. This is this the is whole trailer is lies. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the most exciting thing to me is Palpatine. Like, yeah, the, the way he's going to be yeah. introduced into this. I mean, one thing, to be fair, one thing that um, these new films have done is they've not overused um, the cheap thing for them to have done with these th th four new films that came out was to just put Vader. They know anything that has Vader will bring people. Mm. We'll just put Vader everywhere. But they've been very careful about things like Vader, Palpatine. They've been very careful about bringing out the big guns. Mm -hmm. But this is the last movie. So yeah, exactly. anything they don't put in here. I mean, Vader, in, es in essence, has been a big part of Force Awakens and The Last Jedi mm -hmm. because he's sort of this overlooking figure on Kylo because mm -hmm. Kylo's striving towards to be, to, to be yeah. that sort of... Uh, which is really interesting because does Kylo know the whole story about Vader? Um, his dad would... Um, his uncle would have told him. Uh, his uncle... No, Luke I don't Skywalker? I don't think they did. In canon, uh, so the... In, there's a book called Bloodline, which takes place six years before The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is revealed, somebody dig up some dirt, this was hidden from the galaxy, that Darth Vader was Princess was Le Senator Leia's father. Whoa. So they don't want her in the Rebel Alliance. Exactly. They, think they, she's they, a traitor. They, they kicked her out of the Senate. They did? They kicked her out of the Senate. She was going to run for Chancellor, and they kicked her out, and this news came out. Um, and that is the first time when Kylo, find, well, at that time, Ben Solo, wait, Vader's my grandfather? <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. So well, he has been lied to Kylo, his whole life. I think Kylo knows. No, no. He, if you remember in The Force Awakens, when so he yeah, looked at him. So yeah, this is post that time. So six years before The Force Awakens is when he first finds out that Vader was his grandfather. Okay, no, I mean, I thought you meant that Kylo doesn't know now. Oh, no, no. He, he knows he's his grandfather. But what I'm thinking is that I don't think he knows the whole story. Story, yeah. Or that he was eventually redeemed. Mm. And he killed the emperor. 
That's because, true. Because Luke couldn't have told him. By that That's time, true. he would have turned on Luke. It's true. And no, very few people know that, right? Exactly. Because can you imagine, like, if Vader survived? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he had come back down from the Death Star, what Luke would have been? Hey, look, it's my dad. They he's, would have shot him. He, he's all good now. <laughs> like, no. They would he, have shot him immediately. Would have, no, he has to answer for his crimes, his war crimes. Yeah, yeah. So, there was no way. I mean, look, this is one of the things about... Um, I, I keep going back to this. This is one of the problems I had with like Luke is so optimistic. He's such an optimistic guy that even after everything Vader had done, he was still like, oh, there's still hope, come back, you know, and all of that. So to see him in a film be telling somebody who really wants to fight for good, telling that person, oh, F off, it just didn't seem like... See, look. and... For me, that is what I connected to the movie so much about. Because for me, seeing the character of Luke, my hero, mm. growing up, seeing him in this state where he's like, nah, I messed up. I messed up big time. Yeah. And I have to pay for the for that consequences. Like it really connected to me. And I I I totally get it, man. I get I get your criticisms and I get what a lot of people's criticisms on, on the handle of Luke. I can understand why it didn't sit well with you. For me, it's it went really well. Mm. But I think we can all agree by the end of the movie, he was the Luke Skywalker that, we all wanted, yes. sort of, that we remember. Yes. And I think we're, we're going to get that Luke, I don't know how much of it, in The Rise of Skywalker as a Force ghost, yeah. speaking to Rey, you know, yeah, it's giving just, that advice, being the Obi-Wan Kenobi from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, we, we shall see. We, we shall, shall see. see. But honestly, so man, excited, it's man. so excited. Me, my big, the big thing I'm looking for. You don't for. like space horses, do you? No, <laughs> I just, I, I tried. So to those listening, we had this massive argument, not an argument. We had this massive argument before the show about the space horses. They had this shot. Orbacks, they're called. The, the Orbacks. Let's call them space horses. Those space horses, I saw them riding on top of Star Destroyers. And it looked like they were in space. And we have this space horse, and it just looked too Disney-ish. It looked too Disney-ish for, for my liking. I know Star Wars belongs to Disney, but don't make Star Wars a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and once I just saw that horses riding on the Star Destroyer and them, I was like, ah, this just looks I, too... I loved it, man. I, I, oh, I, I no. actually, for, for me, it was sort of like, it was J.J., Basically going, and part of my French here, let's get some crazy shit in here. I mean, Star Destroyer, horses on a Star Destroyer Destroyer, in the middle of a fight. Come on, man. It's it's batshit crazy, and I love it. I think it's... What are they going to do? It's things like these. We don't know. We don't know until we've seen the film. That, that, that's, that's what I mean. But whatever it is, the, you know it's going to be crazy. The, because I'm, it's crazy, yeah. And I think uh, just the image alone, I love that image. And, and like for me, it's very Star Wars-y. I think for me, you always have... The weird and wonderful about Star Wars, and at the same time, you know, it's okay to poke fun at Star Wars because sometimes Star Wars can be silly. Yes, of, yeah, co- of yeah, course it is. What's know, the bloody force? <laughs> it you is know what silly. I mean? Like, and I, I think it's one of those. It's just so kind of Star Wars for me. I love it. I can't wait to see these Orbacks in action. I mean, it's just you know one of the criticisms I had of the Last Jedi was in the beginning when the bombs fell down on the how they destroyed those star Dest- destroyers yeah was be- those bombs and in my head because i'm into astrophysics and all that in my head i was like well there is no gravity in space mm-hmm. well that, not that there's no gravity there's very little gravity in space so how did those bombs that's explained it is yes by it who is. it's in a textbook 
it's in the. Well, the, I have to read a textbook the, now. It's the, the visual dictionary where they, it's they are ma they are magnetically targeted to a target, so they're like synced up and they are drawn to it. But how? Because they they'd have to drop a beacon on the star destroyer then, which we didn't see. But, but even they're, they're like locked on it, and at the same time, it's if, also stars. Yeah, but like even it's if fantasy more than sci-fi. Yeah, but you know, it's sort of like because once you're if you're into that kind of um, space things in reality, when you see that in a film, you're like, ah, oh, that ain't gonna have that would never happen in real life. So coming back, if they are in space and they're riding horses, okay, no, that's different. <laughs> that I, I would be like, okay, that's kind of. Okay. But I personally, I don't think they are in space. Okay, I do think they are in like an atmosphere. Okay, so they are uh, they're high up, but not. In space, they're in. They're in a planet, and I think they're on that ice planet that we're seeing. You, you don't think it was this last-minute thing where they were about to lose, the good guys were about to lose, then suddenly one spaceship just comes in, and these guys coming with their horse I, riding. I, 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 me, I don't want to start piecing the movie together. Okay. I, I, I'm just looking at the images and being, that's cool, you know, like you know. I actually hope I'm wrong, and they, he's done it properly. But when I saw it in the trailer, I was like, this looks too Disney-ish for Star Wars. Okay. And but that was a minor thing for you. Yeah, it wasn't a minor very, thing. Very yeah, it was minor. The main one was the plot holes where I think JJ is trying to cover trying to fix some of the mess from The Last Jedi yeah. in this film. That was it. But I've always said this thing about JJ. He's known as Mr. Reliable. He, he will just if you don't want trouble. If you don't want trouble, get JJ to direct your film. He's gonna give you a good film. You know, he's satisfying, satisfying film. Yeah. That's all he's gonna give to you. He's not gonna give you, he's not gonna give you. I don't know. He's not gonna give you the Joker. The jo oh yeah, yeah. yeah Joker yeah. is not gonna give. He, no, sorry, it's not that type of film. He's not yeah. that type of. I mean, he's not that type of filmmaker. He's yeah. not gonna give you something that's gonna make you think for two weeks because that's what Joker did. No, to exactly. Us. I think this is more. Like for me, Star Wars is not a property that makes me think. It's more of a property that makes me think emotionally. That's the way I look at Star Wars. The that, the way I look at Star Wars is the emotional canon. Mm. That's the for me. That's the you know it, it has to fill me with different themes about good versus evil. Good and, versus uh, evil. The, yeah. The choices we make in life. Um, you know all the all these things. I think at the end of the day, the trailer visually it could be lying to you and where things are. Emotionally, I think it's telling you right in its face what this movie is going to be yeah which is a morality tale light versus dark and it, a, a feeling of togetherness if they hadn't shown us that clip before the one with carol fisher if they hadn't shown it to us that would have been what everybody would have been talking about mm -hmm. now if they if we hadn't yeah. seen it previously everybody would have been talking about and the great it thing about this trade as well is that it didn't really tell us anything else than what we already knew yeah it didn't tell us anything Palpa, fact, we still we already we don't knew know. palpatine was back so yeah you know, one of my criticisms of the show was that it doesn't say anything. But that's no criticism. That's, that's kind of good. I it's think good. for Star Wars, because that a lot of, that's what a lot of people were saying online as well. Like, I don't get what the story is about. What's the story? I think, Go for, watch I think for Star Wars is one of those exceptions where you don't really need to give us the story in the yeah. trailer. Go and watch it. Just go and watch go it. And watch o it. Opening night. Why what, wouldn't you do? 60 days away. How many days we yeah, got? Less than two months. Yeah, so I could just go watch it. You I, don't need I, to know. I can't wait. Uh, one scene I like to uh, talk about as well is that 3PO scene. Okay, yes. I think this is the pre-scene to, you know, in the, the red eyes. The red eye. Yeah. What so did you call it? You called it? Yeah, creepio. Creepio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting scene because 
it, it's very emotional. Like, what's it, happening it, it, there? It, I don't know what's happening, but that little alien thing, that guy's called Babu Frick, mm -hmm. and he specializes, he can reprogram any droid. Okay. No matter the the firewalls behind so he's it. he's been reprogrammed. Well, we I don't know if he's been reprogrammed. A lot of people are saying that he might be trying to access old memories because <gasps> remember his mind got wiped at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So his mind got wiped at... When did, who wiped so, his So remember, um, Bail Organa gave uh -huh. the two droids to Captain Antilles yeah. and said, you know, here are the two droids, have the protocol droids mind wiped. Oh, okay. I need to watch that. Was that was at the end of Sith, yeah. So he doesn't remember who Master Luke is? No, or? he knows Luke. He doesn't know Anakin or Padme or any of that. <gasps> he doesn't? No. His mind was wiped after all that. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, I'd love to know what happened. And remember, remember that Anakin created yes, EPO. Yes, yeah, from junk, wasn't it? Yeah. And But the only person... See, um, R2-D2 knows everything. <gasps> R2 as well. Finally, uh, that's our first official shot of R2 in Rise of Skywalker. We've not... We haven't seen a bit of... Not a single frame of R2 until then. Which is crazy. No, and we I'm, saw him. We saw him in The Last Jedi. No, no, no. In this Rise of Skywalker. No, oh, you mean we've not seen him in any of the materials? Yes. For, so oh, I thought you said we've not seen him in any of the three movies. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because he was in the last. Yeah, Jedi. no, but even and I will hold. I will be like. I think the way R two has been handled in both the Force Awakens and Last Jedi, I need more R two, man. Yeah, but he's been so shafted. To but R two has to work with R three PO. I get it because they got BB eight as the new droid. Like. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know, that thing. You know the Rose and Rostico and yeah, Finn's thing there, there on um, Last Jedi should have been an R2-D2 and City Prio mission. Imagine if they had done oh, that. Oh, no, they needed a human with them. They would have needed someone with I them. I mean, if they had maybe made a sub-mission, mm -hmm. just made this between two. Because if you remember, um, the return of the, those original ones had some very good moments of the two of oh, them. Oh, the two, that, yeah, that of course, they're great, yeah. Chemistry between I mean, them was great. You know, th there's a part of me that kind of wishes the end of this movie ends with them too because they sort of started the uh, whole thing off yeah you had one telling me that this whole everything could be seen, could be seen through r2d2's eyes r2d2 is yeah, telling a story yeah. that's amazing that'd be kind of interesting i mean yeah i mean he's taking one last look at his friends wow that's so that's a deep statement yeah i mean well, i don't know what that could be i i mean i will be in tears if the 3po goes well because I don't think he's the type of character you get, you kill off because he's a droid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think maybe hmm, maybe they needed him because the fact that his eyes were red means maybe he he's goes been into corrupted. Like, maybe he's, he goes into like kill mode. No, but he was sat on a chair. I think maybe they used him to hack something. Maybe. Some Sith holocron. Yes. Maybe that's why his eyes were red. You know, maybe they... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe... That time when we have Palpatine's voice, maybe C three PO talking. Maybe it's Palpatine's talking through C three PO. Maybe I know it's all uh, theory. I mean, that's wild. That's, that's wild. wild. Yeah. But I know. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, you're absolutely correct. There seems to be a correlation between what Booba, what do you call it, that little guy, uh, Babu Freak, Babu Freak, between yeah. what he did there. And the Creepio. There seems to be some correlation. There's definitely something there, yeah. Yeah, so they did something to Creepio in order to make his eyes red. Mm. And at the same time, we see Ray being evil. 
So th th this is a, this is the points where I'm I'm a bit like okay I don't want to see any more trailers now I don't want to see anything because and I'm a victim of this I'm starting to try to piece the movie together right. which I shouldn't be doing right because because then I could be like oh why didn't that happen because like JJ is a clever he's director very, he's very very clever he's a very so clever I director need, I need to just be like Whew. yeah whatever you think. That he's, he's showing you not. is not what he's showing you. No, he's showing you. Whatever you think it is, it's definitely not what it is. So why this is above or any other movie we've said this about on the show. Mm -hmm. This one is a big. We shall see. We shall see. Oh yeah, <laughs> we shall definitely see what's happening. What's gonna happen? Okay, so that brings us to the end of Trailer Park: The Rise of Skywalker. Hopefully, final trailer, uh, and then we get into the next segment of the show, and that is what's coming. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Here's Johnny. Yep. So, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, which is the Shining sequel. The Shining sequel. So, you need to watch The Shining again just to get it. And The Shining, if you've not seen it, is one of the best horror films ever made. that has ever been F made. Ever films in general, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's up there. You've. I, I mean, do we have words to describe that film? No, I don't. Insane. I, it's it's, it's one of the best yeah. films. It will still freak you out till today. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm, watch, I'm definitely re-watching it before going into Doctor Sleep. Yeah. And I will be petrified just as I am every time I watch it. Yeah. Watch it anytime. Morning, afternoon, night. In a crowd on your own. It will still scare you. <laughs> That's how well, The great thing about The Shining is that there's not really many dark scenes. It's all in the light yeah it's the it's it's i don't know it's the way it was done it's it's this his performance oh it's, jack nicholson it's yeah. like that's his that he's made for a role like that yeah it, it, it's i mean even just thinking about it i'm sure goose goosebumps are rising on my hands right now but no it's so you gotta watch that one the shining then, then we watch this one dr sleep dr sleep starring ewan mcgregor Yep. Love you, McGregor. So I'm really looking forward to what he brings here. Uh, and the early reviews are out, and people are loving it. I mean, come on. It was. I mean, because you don't know Stephen King these days. True. Very you true. You don't know. Have you read Doctor Sleep? No, I haven't. I you haven't, haven't seen you, anything. But you've, not... re you've read The Shining. Yes. Yeah, I've read The Shining again. I haven't read Doctor Sleep, so I don't actually. I didn't really know there was more to the story. Me too. It was sort of like took me by surprise, and then I went. Wait, this is a sequel to The Shining. So I started doing some Google and I was like, oh yeah, there's, there's actually, there's a, actually book. a book. And it was like, I had no idea. I didn't know. The first time I saw Dr. Sleep, I thought it was a remake of The Shining. And the Shining. So it was, then we saw it here. Then I was like, oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, it's, it takes place so many years later, 30 years later or something yeah, like that. This is definitely one for the cinema. Oh yeah, Not I'm watching this definitely on, I, I believe, let me just check here. Yep, comes out in the UK on Halloween. Of course, nice. So I'll be, I'm going to the cinema. You're going to watch it. Are you going to go dressed up as a witch? Uh, no, maybe a ghoul. Ghoul, okay. Or maybe like you. It'll scare a few people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to dress like a handsome dude? I don't know. That's not a costume. Uh, delete, that, delete that one. I will that line I said, delete that. Okay, so the next film that's also coming out this week is Harriet. And this is the story on Harriet Truman. Tubman. Tub Harriet Tubman? Okay, Tubman. yes. Tubman. Yes, Tubman. Uh, Andy, you definitely know more about yes. this character than I do. Uh, we reviewed the trailer a few weeks back. Yes. We thought it was looked amazing. Yes. Performances, 
probably sniff of an Oscar on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, but are you looking forward to this as well? What's the actual uh, story uh, of this, Harriet? Like? This is the lady who um, freed a lot of slaves in the time when America was, the first time America was crazy. It's crazy right now. But the first time America was really a crazy country, this lady was um, smuggling slaves across the border and risked her life. And, you know, she she's one of those people that the black folk in America kind of look up to and really respect. And there was the debate around putting her face on one of their notes. Yeah, I yes. think I saw this, yeah. And um, obviously that hasn't happened yet. But um, this lady is very important to black history in America. So the film in her honor is well overdue. And from what we saw in the trailers, this is an Oscar shout. It mm. might not win, but it has to be there. It has to be it there. It has to be out there with the competition. Yeah. yeah. And even if it was a terrible movie, you can't, ha in, this, in the current world, you can't have a movie about Harriet and not give it, put well, it in an Oscar. It, it, it all depends how good it is. I think regard, you can't let the politic side of things no, involve. I can't, but the Oscars can't. Wow. I can, but the Oscars can't. Yeah, they the Oscars can't. shouldn't be made for that. They shouldn't, however. We, we shall we see. We shall see. But, but, no, what can but you imagine? I, I, think, I think, on. but regardless of the politics, I think this is, does look like a good enough it film. Yeah, it will, deserve, it will deserve it. I mean, it's got a great director and great uh, writers behind it. Um, and f I've just, it just realized as well, it does come out because uh, it's Black History Month yes. in the UK. So it's quite fitting. Yep. Yeah, it's a nice one. I will go see it in the cinema. Cinema one for you this one? Yes, two of them. These two films are cinema films. I think um, Friday Friday evening, just going to go watch some football, good movies. Nice. Yeah. And I shall be doing the same. Uh, but until then, we're going to catch you on the next episode, guys. Andy, this is the end of the show. But before we go, where can the people find you? You can find me in your dreams but no <laughs> you can find me on twitter at unduaj at n-d-u-a-j excellent you can find me on twitter and instagram at sweaty jake and you can listen to this episode over and over again as well as all our other episodes on spotify apple Podcasts, and all major streaming services and check us out give us a shout on facebook twitter and instagram at film 7 podcast but until the next episode guys see you later